Welcome to the Why Woman Podcast Show, a dynamic way for you to get the life and business success tips from industry leaders around the world who have been there and done that and are walking their walk. We know you're busy, so it's a fluff and puff-free zone so you get what you need to succeed quickly so you can implement it straight away. Your hosts today are Why Woman Shah Moore and Rani Pathaks. Warning women with weak bladders should not listen to our show, okay? Or don't operate heavy machinery. You've been warned, darlings. Let's go. Continuing on in our incredible 14-day launch lineup, we have one incredible man on today's show, Mr. Ari Galpa. Welcome to the Why Woman podcast show, Ari. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. Fantastic. So for our listeners today, let me tell you a little bit about our guest on the show. Ari Galper is the world's number one authority on trust-based selling and creator of Unlock the Game, a new sales mindset and results-orientated approach that has revolutionized the world of selling. With a master's degree on instructional design, which strongly analyzes the way people learn, and supplying nearly two decades of experience in direct selling in a variety of industries. Ari has pioneered a breakthrough sales system, Unlock the Game, through his experience working with iconic companies such as UPS, Qualcomm, over the past 20 years. Built on the concept of authentic communication and trust, his visionary approach to selling relieves the pressure for both the seller and the buyer, producing profound results. With over 45,000 subscribers, clients and members growing at over a thousand per month from 38 different countries including business owners, entrepreneurs and sales professionals. Ari has trained the best of the best and continues to be the most respected and followed followed sales thought leader in the industry. Wow, Ari, what a lineup. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. In fact, that's actually an old bio because we have twice as many subscribers now, so <laughs> that's a good thing. Oh, how fantastic. I love when things get that outdated so quickly. Well done. Sure. <laughs> Listen, so Ari, because I'm the why woman, the first question I have to ask you is why do you do what you do and how does it impact the world in such a positive way? Well, um, I have an intuitive sense. I think to to feel where people struggle, and a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs really struggle with selling. It, it, it's such a psychological um, burden they carry. It's it's like they carry armor when they go to work, what I call sales armor, mm-hmm. and they carry a burden with them every day, and they hate the idea of having to put themselves out there to be rejected, and the idea of selling disgusts a lot of people, and, and they don't want to demean their professionalism. So when I, when I sensed that problem many years ago, I said to myself, i got to solve that problem because I felt the same way. And that's where I felt mm-hmm. like uh, I had to really step in and change the world around this notion of selling in a way that's authentic, integrity-based, that does not give up who you are. If that makes sense. Mm. No, definitely. And it's interesting you say sales armor because it is true. Some people really psych themselves up before they walk into a meeting or a space. And it's like they are going into battle. Is that what you find as well? Yes, they actually change who they are. They leave in the morning, mm. say goodbye to their kids, their husband, they go to work, uh, or they go to their home office, and they put this armor on, and they're ready for battle. Uh, when they pick up the phone or they get an inbound call, they're automatically on alert. 
They're ready mm-hmm. for pushback. They have to battle their price. They have to explain who they are. They have to convince other people to buy from them. I mean, this is very much a demeaning process. It's not you're you're subservient to your potential mm-hmm. client, and the subservience in mm-hmm. itself is not how God made us to be. We should all be equal, and there should be respect between people. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you have a process that does not demean yourself by having to sell in a way where you're chasing people, because chasing people kind of makes the whole thing really sour. Absolutely, Ari. And I guess, you know, just hearing what you just said, that whole process that entrepreneurs and, and business owners in general put themselves through, it's quite exhausting. And I think, would you agree that's why a lot of people at the end of the year or come for holiday time or even just a Friday afternoon collapse on the couch so exhausted because they've been this whole different person in battle all week, all year? Yes, yes, mm. yes. That's exactly what happens. People find themselves struggling and they do what I call random selling. They do everything mm-hmm. they're supposed to be doing, like posting on Facebook, posting on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. go to networking meetings, go to seminars, and they feel like they're doing something but not mm-hmm. accomplishing something. And so they avoid mm-hmm. uh, selling. And so, yeah, it's kind of like this, this sort of like um, avoidance factor that we have where you do other mm-hmm. things to avoid making a sale because the process is so painful. But that only comes from our old framework of what we think selling is. Yes, correct, correct, definitely. And Ari, if you had 60 seconds with someone in an alleyway and it was a life or death situation and they wanted to know exactly, Ari, tell me, what do you do? What is it you would say to them? Uh, If they had 60 seconds, uh, again, say it again. If they had 60 seconds with you in an alleyway and it was a life or death situation and they said, tell me, Ari, what is it you do? How would you summarize what you do in 60 seconds? Uh, I'd probably say that um, I help people drop their shell that they carry with Mm. them in business that makes them robotic and makes them feel like everybody else and brings back their authenticity in a way where they can generate more income without having to sacrifice their soul. Oh, beautiful. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, I've, I've, we chatted off air uh, about some of the things you've got coming up, which is fantastic. And what do you think, in your opinion, are some of the common lies or myths about achieving success in the entrepreneurial world today? Well, I think that there's this notion that we're supposed to catch the next thing. I think we're supposed mm-hmm. to be where everybody else is, like the whole social media thing, for instance. Um, and it's mm-hmm. absolutely a, a fantastic uh, innovation to the world, but I'm I'm a, I'm I'm seeing a lot of entrepreneurs and consultants uh, feeling guilty for not mm-hmm. doing what everybody else is doing. And my whole thinking has always been about uh, my philosophy has always been about being kind of contrarian and doing the opposite of everybody else. So mm-hmm. um, I think the more alert you can be to things others are doing that don't fit your business model. Uh, the more mm-hmm. way you can be from pulling, pulling away from it. I, I believe everybody has their own unique uh, business model, and it's not the same as everybody else. So I would just caution sort of this jumping on the next thing. Yes, definitely. And just because it is the next thing, if it doesn't fit with your business model, your plan, or even you as a person and your uh, philosophy around business, you don't need to just jump on the bandwagon. And I loved when you said that not to feel guilty about it because I do – hear this conversation as well at events and 
and when I'm speaking myself and sometimes people say, oh, Shah, I really think I should be on this platform or that platform. And the moment they say the word should, I instantly say to them, literally the fact that you think you should be on there is forcing yourself just because everyone else is. If it's not right for you, you shouldn't. So it's interesting that social media has put so much pressure on business owners to should be here and should be doing this and should be doing that. Yeah, I spent a day with about 25 consultants last week for our authority, our trusted authority um, business that we do to help them position themselves. In the room, I asked everybody, how many of you right now feel guilty mm. for not posting up an article in, in, in LinkedIn this week? <laughs> Every hand went up. Oh, <laughs> I was like, really? you guys, are, you are addicted. You are brainwashed. You, you, mm. you are, you are being pulled by peer pressure. And what I told them was, posting your next post is not going to lead you to your next clients. All it does is get you out there, but getting you out there puts you to a broad market, not your ideal client. You need to pull back and stop these things and get clear on who you're going after, and then figure out where they're at, then go after them. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, and it is the approach across everywhere. So really good, uh, really good suggestions. Ari, at what point did you realize that what you were doing now, and I know you've done this for so long and we've known each other for a number of years now, but when did you actually know that what you're doing now was truly your pu- your purpose, your calling, your why? Well, this goes back to my core story behind that mm-hmm. conference call that I think I mentioned to you in the past that I had about uh, 12 years yeah. ago when I was having a conference call with a potential client. I was running a sales team at the time for a high-tech company, and we had a great conference call. They were looking to buy our product. It was an, I'm, I'm kind of summarizing the call here. But it was, it, was, mm-hmm. it was a long conference call. They loved our product. I thought I had a sale at the end of the call. Uh, I reached for the phone to hang the phone up for the conference call, and by accident, I hit the off button. I hit the mute button, so the off button mm-hmm. by complete accident. And then I overheard their conversations. And on that, overhearing the dialogue, mm-hmm. I heard them say things to me I never thought they ever would have heard. They would have said about me. They said things like, "We shouldn't go with him. Go buy someplace else. Buy cheaper." They were using me for my information, but not potential of buying from me. And when I heard that for the first time. That's when the light bulb came on. I realized that it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell. And that's when the moment I realized I have to step up and help people tell the truth and be authentic and stop playing games so everybody at the end gets what they want. That is a brilliant, I've heard that story a number of times and it still resonates with me because I can imagine when you went through that, it must have been shocking for you to hear people that you thought admired you and worshipped you and, and were, as you said, about to go ahead and make the sale with you, say those things about you in the next split second. How did that feel? Yeah, I, I was I was, in a, I was in a state of shock, pretty much, um, and I just I've never ever been like lied to before, I guess, and I never thought it would happen in business. And when I heard over, I was a fly on the wall in that conference call when I heard what they were saying after an hour of Ari, we love this product and we want to buy from you. That's when I realized the world is going the wrong direction, and I and I've got to set my mission for my business, which was to change the world through trust. That's why all of our languaging, our sales process, everything we do through Unlock the Game is all designed to extract the truth from people in a, in a very ethical, relaxed way that feels natural so both parties feel comfortable opening up and not playing games. Brilliant. And I guess the listeners out there that are listening to this particular show, it happens to everybody and it happens to the best of us. And as Ari said, it's a matter of looking at what you're doing and how you're presenting yourself. And if you're going into battle with your armor on, 
it's quite possible because you've been groomed in that way where it's not actually necessary. So following a process like Ari's with Unlock the Game really teaches you how to be authentic and there's no need for the lying game within sales uh, from either side, either party really. So um, I, lo I love the products that you have and, and the teachings and, and your whole philosophy, hence why we wanted to have you on the show. Um, one of the other things that we wanted to find out, you know, everybody on a journey like yours, Ari, you had such a great uh, journey, but every journey has its ups and, ups and downs. What are some specific roadblocks you've had on your personal entrepreneurial journey and how did you overcome them that some of our listeners might be able to gain some knowledge from? Well, the biggest one after years of doing this um, business is that I spent many years trying to copy other people's models. So, like, for instance, I tried a coaching model. I tried a um, corporate training model. I tried an online membership model. I tried products online. I, I just copied the next model everybody was doing. Mm. And that, was, I realized, was a mistake. Because I realized that every single entrepreneur has their own perfect sales model inside them. Mm. It just has to be brought out with a mixture of different models together into their own unique process. So we developed our own unique model that no one else has from our experience. And what I'm discovering more and more is that, like consultants, for instance, they're jumping on the webinar bag and just trying to sell webinars and, and products because they think mm -hmm. that's the next thing to do. But when I mm -hmm. sit down with them, they tell me what they really want is 10 good-paying clients, paying them $2,000 a month on retainer, and they'd be happy. Not chasing the next webinar. See that. They're, yeah. see, so they they don't have a model that fits what they want. So my whole, I guess, the whole summary of this is this: if I can could have come back and constructed what I really wanted, I would have saved myself years of zigzagging. Mm, excellent. So that that's some great advice as well: is to really get clear on exactly what you have to offer, what your market's looking for, and then how to package it and bridge the gap, and then finding the mediums and and coaches and mentors like yourself that can help you get there. And that's you know everybody needs a mentor in their life, absolutely. And a missing piece what? of the puzzle. Oh, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. No, no, you're right. I was going to say one more comment on that that I discovered too is identifying who your ideal client is. When I see ideal mm -hmm. client. I have a very different definition. Other people out there who talk about avatars and all that. My ideal client, the way I describe it, is the one that pays you the most with the least amount of effort. Mm. That's your ideal client. That's that's the one. <laughs> that's how I view the business world. And, and when I tell this to consultants, they go, "Oh my God, I never saw it that way." Because <laughs> yeah, people chase the whole avatar thing: demographics, mm. males, females. That's the wrong framework. It's the ideal client. Mm that you want, who pays you the most, but <laughs> effort, yes. the people you want. Absolutely. And it's interesting you say that because I take clients through not that exact process, but similar outcome. And, you know, they'll say, well, what could I charge? And I said, listen, there is always someone out there in the marketplace somewhere who will pay you whatever you want for a return. And it's just about finding those people. So it's not really about a dollar figure and competing with, you know, people left and right of you. It's about being you and finding a market who will pay for you. Yeah, well, actually, the two pieces of the puzzle for that. One is you're right finding the right market and client, but the other one is being positioned as a trusted authority to that customer. Because if you're not seen as number one, if you're not category one in the selection process, you won't get the top fee. 
That's right, yes. And that's exactly where you come in, isn't it? It's positioning yourself as a trusted authority so when your market's looking for you, you're the first choice, not the second. Category one positioning is the only way to win the game now as a consultant. Anything else, you're number two or three, it's over, you're commoditized. Yes, yes, absolutely. And Ari, just a, a personal question. What's your favorite Indian food? Uh, non bread with cheese. <laughs> non bread with cheese. Excellent. Well, oh, we've just had someone coming to the studio. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, hello, Mr. Galpa. Rani Patak here. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, Mr. Galpa, I don't know if you know, but I am Shah's alter ego. My name Rani Patak. Can I call you Mr. Galpa? It's okay? Sure, no problem. Okay, I just want to take a very quick minute. I know interview time is very precious, but oh my God, I'm looking at your picture on the desk. You are one very handsome young man, no? I think so. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> your picture in your suit looks quite classy. Does your wife dress you? Does she dress me? Yeah, does she put the uh, clothes on you? I dress myself, actually. Now that I'm all grown up, I don't have to do it myself. Thank you. Oh, very good. And your hair, wow, very nice style. It take you a long time to make a hair like this? Uh, actually, no. I, it came very natural. I don't have to do it myself. Oh, very clever boy. Your system is called Unlock the Game. What else do you unlock, Mr. Galpa? Uh, we unlock um, income for people, opportunities. Uh, we unlock the ability for them to um, be the nat their natural self. So um, all the good things that, you know, make us all happy people. Oh, very good, very good. My question is more like if I get locked out of my house because, you know, sometimes I'm cooking the curry for Rajan. He works in a papadam factory close to us, and I'm cooking the curry because he likes to have dinner as he comes in the front door, and we have the chicken outside. So sometimes the chicken needs some food. I go out of the kitchen, and the door gets locked behind me. Oh, isn't it such a problem you get locked out of your own house? You can teach me how to unlock the door as well? That's true. We can unlock your door because, in fact, my logo has a keyhole in it. So oh, <laughs> we can open up brilliant. that. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. And you have trusted authority in selling. You will sell, it, sell me something today. You know I'm Indian. We love to be sold to. Well, I'm not sure I'll sell you something, but if you have a problem you, that you have selling, then maybe we can help you solve the problem. Oh, very good, very good. Oh, oh, hang on, Shad is coming back. I must go. She's got the stick in her hand. Wait, wait. Oh, I'm so sorry about that, Ari. Rani sneaked into the studio, and I told her when I'm recording not to come in. So I'm so sorry. I hope she wasn't too uh, direct with you. No, she was fine. We had a lot of fun together. No problem. Oh, very good, very good. Look, wrapping up our interview today, uh, if you could tell your younger self just one thing, what would it be? Um, one thing it would be try not to follow what everyone is doing and mm. do what you think is best because I think people have the answers, answers inside of them, but they're looking for mm. certainty from other people who they think have the answers, but in reality, they're struggling as well. Okay, yeah, very good. 
very good point. And if you could sit on the park bench with someone that's passed away, who would it be and what's the question that you would ask them? Um, hmm. Probably there's a guy who wrote the book Speed of Trust. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember offhand, but he passed away about nine years ago. I'm sure mm-hmm. listeners will know who it is, but um, I would have liked to talk to him because he wrote the original book about trust relationships and would love to pick his brain to add his IP content to what I've been doing together. Um, I'll think about it in a minute, but mm. I just can't remember at the moment. Mm. Okay, and there's something specifically in that book that, is it uh, Stephen Covey? Stephen Covey, yeah, yeah, just the yeah. quadrants that he created, the models he developed, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, would love to have sat down with him and just shared ideas together. Oh, fantastic. And Ari, what sort of give back projects, you know, a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs out there uh, that are listening to this show are on their way to making their success and some of them have already gained that and a lot of them are involved with philanthropic uh, movements. Is there something that you particular support or you have your own sort of charity or project that you look after? Uh, We do. Uh, My son Toby has Down Syndrome. And he's mm-hmm. a, a kind of a big guru behind our business. I wrote a book about him called Lessons from Toby. He's involved with uh, a group called Danceability, uh, danceability.com.au. And every year, about uh, 300 kids with disabilities do a, a kind of a, a world-class New York show at Sydney uh, University. 800 people are coming uh, this Thursday, mm-hmm. actually tomorrow night. And uh, we, we support that group. Um, if you want to check it out, danceability.com. Um, and they do an amazing show. It's life changing, and these kids just feel lifted mm. by performing to people. And um, yeah, Toby's yeah. been a big part of our world because uh, his philosophy about being present and connecting with people yeah. is what our whole sales philosophy is about. Oh, fantastic. Oh, what a lovely cause, and uh, I hope some people will check it out. And Ari, if people listening today have said, wow, this is the person I need to learn from, buy a product from, or connect with somehow, what's the best website they can go to to find out more? Well, there's two two ways. One, if you're really interested in more about the whole sales process and making building trust in a conversation with people, then unlockthegame.com, U-N-L-O-C, unlockthegame.com. If you're a consultant, an advisor, uh, independent consultant, and you want to become an authority in your market, category of one, then that's our trust authority program. That's at trustauthority.com.au or trustauthority.com. So I guess www.trustedauthority.com. In Australia, mm-hmm. it's .au. So depending on your situation, what you need, those are two opportunities. Perfect. And we will place those on the website as well for people who would like to uh, connect with Ari. Ari, thank you so much for being on our show today and being one of our first 14 fabulous lineup on the Why Women podcast show. We'd love talking to you and we'd love to touch base with you maybe in a number of months and check how things are going. But thank you so much for being on our show today. Sounds great. Take care. Thanks, Ari. We know you will want to join in on the live conversation about today's incredible show. So come on over to our Facebook page, Why Woman Podcast Show, and let's chat. Listen to an episode you've missed by visiting shamore.com.au. Until next time, remember, find and live your why today. It's your life, your purpose.